time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress Yo, what up, City Point? I am excited that we are kicking off week two of our Miseducation Lauryn Hill series. This is a series that I, like I said to y'all last week, been looking forward to for a long time. We've gotten off into some really, really dope stuff. Last week, if you did not check out X Factor, make sure you go back and check that out. Trying to give folks some liberation that are caught up in their entanglements with their exes, trying to help them untangle themselves from that entanglement um, so that they can do what they need to do in order to move on. As Lauren says, you let go, and I'll let go too. But some of us are stuck there. We talked about Abraham and Abraham, uh, difficulty of letting go of Ur of the Chaldeans, and God is calling him to a place. Doesn't know where exactly God is calling him to, but he did know that God was calling him to leave Ur of the Chaldeans. And so that's what some people are with regard to their relationship. And so I am simply pushing us to trust God, to leave, to decide that, that we deserve better, um, that we do not have to seek validation in a relationship or by being connected to a person, that there is better out there, but we are going to have to believe in ourselves, rebuild ourselves, reestablish our confidence, and decide to no longer go on this cycle with the ex. This week we are talking about that thing, that thing, that thing. That is one of the dopest tracks on the Miseducation of Lauren Hill, and so we're going to jump into that today talking about doo-wop, that thing. And I want to talk specifically about shallow relationships because some of y'all are in shallow relationships right now. So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to get y'all together in just a second. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for giving us a chance to come together. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will minister your word through me to these, your people, in a way that is transformational in their lives. I pray these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to Genesis chapter 12. Um, and then we're going to jump back to Genesis chapter 11, and then I'm going to get y'all together. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. I talked about this last week. The Lord had said to Abraham, notice it says, the Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. But let's jump back because verse one of chapter 12 says, the Lord had said, let's jump back a few verses to the end of chapter 11. Verse 31 says, Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, uh, the wife of his son Abram, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. They settled there. One more time for emphasis. They set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. They settled there. My daughter loves to go to the pool in the summertime. She loves to go to the pool. This pool that we go to in the summer is what's called a zero-depth pool. So what a zero-depth pool is, is it effectively is just like the beach, right? When you first walk in, like 
the depth is effectively zero. And then you walk in a little further and the water is above your toes and then your ankles and then your knees and then your waist. And then it gets up to your shoulders. And then before you know it, if you keep walking, it is over your head. So it's a zero depth pool. And my daughter loves going there in the summertime. And when she is feeling brave, she will walk in, right? Walk into the pool and it is the water is above her ankles. And she Keep walking and keep walking until eventually she is in the deeper part where it is above her shoulders and she is being floated by her floaties that are on her arm. That's when she's feeling brave. I got to give it to her. She has been feeling brave a lot lately, right? And so thinking about the back end of summer 2020, she was feeling brave a lot, right? But I noticed that she was most often feeling brave when there were other kids at the pool, namely kids that were just a little bit bigger than her, right? The bigger kids did not hang out in the shallow part. The bigger kids hung out in the deeper parts. And so she mustered up the bravery to be able to go out further into the deep because that's where the fun was. That is where the big kids were, right? And so she moved beyond the shallow and she went all the way to the deep. One of the things that Layla has discovered is that there is a better experience in the deep than there is in the shallow. I want to speak to people for a few moments that are struggling with settling for shallow relationships. The experience is indeed much better in the deep, But you have decided that rather than launch out to the deep, that you will settle for that thing that is shallow. Y'all know what I mean by shallow relationships, right? The relationships that are really situationships that are really just maybe like a step above like a tender type of hookup, right? A relationship that is really just about a physical intimacy, a relationship that is really only about He's got a good job or she's got a good job. And so I am there for that thing, right? You fill in the blank on what that thing is. For some people, that thing is sex. For some people, that thing that they are in that shallow relationship for is affirmation. For some people, that thing that they are in that shallow relationship for is that this person has the money that can enable me to live the kind of lifestyle or subsidize the lifestyle, that I want to have. Maybe I am simply in this relationship because this person looks good in my pictures on Instagram. Whatever your shallow relationship is about, you know it better than I know it. You and God know it best. I want to talk to you about your shallow relationship that you settle for because you are afraid to launch out into the deep. What I'm going to do over the course of these next few minutes is push y'all to get on Layla's level. Yes, get on my daughter's level where you muster up the bravery to move beyond the ankle deep water, to move beyond the knee deep water, to move beyond the waist deep water where it is shallow and be willing to launch out into the deep because the best experience is in the deep. Uh, At the time of this text that we are looking at today, it is Genesis chapter 12 and also Genesis, the end of chapter 11, we are coming face to face again with Abram or later to be known as Abraham. We learn in Genesis chapter 12, right? It says, and the Lord had said, right? Which points back to the fact that Abraham was not receiving a call from God for the first time. He has received, he has already received a call from God that he is to leave Ur of the Chaldeans, right? He is to leave where he is from, where his father is from, where his clan 
land is from. He is to leave what is comfortable and familiar to him, and he is to go to a place that God is showing him. But we learn in Genesis chapter 11, at the end of chapter 11, we learn that it is actually this caravan that is led by Abraham's father, which Abraham was not supposed to leave with, right? But Abraham leaves with this caravan uh, of people from Ur of the Chaldeans, and they do not make it to Canaan, right? It says that they are setting off for Canaan. I, I guess there is this internal pulling, this calling that Abraham discovers at some point that where God is taking him is actually to Canaan, but he does not go all the way to Canaan. It says in, in, in verse 31, it says, but when they, it says, and, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan, but when they came to Haran, they settled there. It is not until Genesis chapter 12, a little bit later, that Abraham, after receiving this renewed calling uh, and also Abraham's father passes away, that Abraham then receives this renewed calling and he makes his way. He sets his uh, sights toward Canaan. I want to talk and, and drop anchor a little bit around this Haran thing because Haran is halfway to Canaan. And the reality is I am talking to some people right? Because Canaan is, has been used symbolically throughout the Bible to reference the promised land. I am talking to some people that rather than going to that deep or going to that promised land, they are settling in Haran. They have gotten halted halfway between where God called them from to where God is calling them to. They have found themselves in the middle settling, perhaps because it is more comfortable. I want to talk to you today. I, I want to share a couple things with you and then I'm going to get up out of your way um, and I will let you deal with your own wounds and get your band-aids and get all of that stuff together and, uh, and I'll let that be that. One of the reasons that Abraham, right, one of the reasons that it is believed that they settled in Haran is because they could not make the entire trip with his his aged father, um, Terah, who Abraham should not have brought with him in the first place. And so they get settled halfway because it is the most comfortable place for them to be. But really, if you look at a map, in actuality, if they were going to Canaan, that was not perhaps the best route for them to take. They ended up taking what is considered to be um, the route along the waterway, Right. They could have gotten straight there, but they would have had to cross the desert to get there. But instead, they took the well-watered route. When I thought about that, I thought about the fact that sometimes God preaches to us through topography and through geography, right? Sometimes God will preach to us simply through a map. What I see in Abraham's situation and Abraham taking the well-watered route is a mirror picture of what happens with some of us in, when it comes to relationships and our settling, right? The well-watered route is the comfortable route. It is the easy route. It is the route of least resistance. It, it is the route where we know that there will be comfort and security and we don't have to cross that lonely desert. We can just take the well-watered route. For some people, that's where they are right now. They are taking the well-watered route, and the well-watered route keeps you in your shallow relationships. So let me, let me push along. Let me share these three things with you, and let me get out of your way. The first thing that I want to share is that you will often pass shallow on your way to deep. So I want to talk just specifically about those of us in relationships. You will never, there will never be a lack of shallow Basic relationships to get into. Those are going to be there. 
There, there will never be like a, a, a lack of people who simply want to connect with you because they want physical intimacy. You ain't going to hurt for that. There will not be a lack of people who will be around because they desire um, to be with you because you can take them to nice restaurants and on good vacations. There will not be a lack for that. You fill in the blank. When it comes to the shallow stuff, there will not be a lack of that. But it takes time and it takes intentionality to get to the deep. And for some people, they are afraid to put in the work to get to the deep or let me talk real for a second. It can be a challenge to wait for the deep. And so for some people, there is the preference that I would rather have a piece of somebody than nobody at all. And that's something that I think you have to wrestle with yourself, whether or not shallow relationship is indeed better than no relationship at all. Shallow situationship indeed better than, any, than having nothing at all because when it's all said and done, right, when the transactional aspect of that relationship has indeed happened, I need you to pause for a second and think about how you really feel in your heart of hearts. What's that still, small voice of God? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you in those moments? And I think there, you don't need a preacher to exegete that, to unpack that. I think you already know. But for some of us, it is deeply challenging to acknowledge the realness that we know is going on and just stare it in the face and deal with it. So number one, you will oftentimes pass shallow on your way to deep. Number two, there is a cost. There is a cost to settling. Abraham, um, in leaving and exercising partial obedience to God, we do not know the full totality of what was lost during that time of partial obedience, during that time of not obeying God the way that he should, but I do suspect that he lost something. I do suspect that he lost something because he halted halfway. There is always a cost to settling. Or I think about my own life, I think about like the what ifs in terms of settling, right? The relationships, I talked to y'all about one of them last week. You wanna hear about it, you gotta go back and hear last week's uh, message. Um, but I think about if I had settled because there was the idea of having somebody. And, and, and for me, I'm focused on building a business at the time. I was focused on, um, uh, on growing as a minister. I had just started in the ministry. Um, back then, and I was a minister in training. And so I was focused on those things and not so much dating. Um, and so during that time, like it would have been very easy to settle. But if I had settled, I don't think that I would have the relationship that I have now or the marriage that I have now. There is a cost. There is a cost. There is a cost to settling. Thirdly and finally, Haran will never be Canaan. It will never be Canaan. Canaan is the promised land. Canaan is what God had for Abraham. Canaan is the place that God desired him to be. It was the space for him to be. Haran was not. For some of us, we are trying to make Haran Canaan. We're, we're trying to look around, right? Like, well, this, this ain't so bad, right? There, there, are, there, is, there are rivers in Canaan. There are rivers right here in Haran. Look, look at here. Look at here. The sun rises and sets in Haran just like it does in Canaan. 
Y'all feel that wind blowing? I bet you that the wind blowing right here in Haran is the same wind that is blowing in Canaan. We can rationalize while settling, while halting halfway, can do us just as good as what we really know we need to be after. But the reality is in our heart of hearts, we know Haran will never be Canaan. So I want to push you there as I close this message. For those of you that are halted halfway, that are settling for the shallow relationship, that are settling for that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing. For those of you that are settling for that transactional relationship, don't halt halfway because Haran will never be Canaan. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you will, um, I pray that you will let this word resound within your people. I pray, God, that as people consider the hard work that they need to do, as it relates to their choices and the shallow relationships that they are in, I pray, God, that you will push them, but that you will also comfort them, that you will also hold them up, because some are about to make tough decisions that might lead to loneliness for a season. But ultimately, we recognize that depth is better than shallowness. I pray, God, for your strength. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yo, that's the word for the day, y'all. Peace.